Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Let him try. Hi! Welcome into Fantasy Football Sunday. I am your host, Steven Serta. It's playoff time. We've got a ton of matchups to get to. There's a lot of heavily impactful games, obviously, today that are going to make or break your fantasy season. This, you know, months. We've put in the time for months to get to this point. Hopefully, you did make it to your playoffs. Hopefully, you've listened to the show all season long, and hopefully, we've helped you win some games, and we're going to try to do it again today. Uh, ton of ton of good matchups and some that don't really make sense. Like the Miami Dolphins and the New York Jets. Awful real life game. Fantastic fantasy game. Like there is action across the board in the Miami Dolphins and the New York Jets game. It makes zero sense. But there's no more bye weeks. Got a ton of matchups that we got to get to. So let's just get to it. Let's spread the field. Spread the field. The Carolina Panthers at the Atlanta Falcons. By the way, text line 69306. You can send me in your lineup questions. I will try to answer those all throughout the show. Devontae Freeman hasn't scored a rushing touchdown the entire season. Luckily, the Panthers have allowed a rushing touchdown in eight straight games, and they're just they're pretty much just giving up rushing yards for fun. Uh, Freeman has to find a way to score this week. He's been awful. Like, I don't know if you can call Devontae Freeman a bust. Because you shouldn't have been drafting Devontae Freeman as if he was, like, going to be the number one running back on your team. He hasn't been a highly productive player for a couple of years now. But he's probably still even been disappointing based on where you took him and what you were hoping to get with him. But he's got a fantastic matchup, so he's got to get involved this week. Matt Ryan has really struggled lately. uh, But I think you still have to play Matt Ryan because, you know, prior to... All of the injuries that he had on the offensive side of the ball, he was playing fantastic. He was he was a weekly starter who was just throwing for 300 yards and multiple touchdowns every single week. Julio Jones is banged up, but he's got him back this week. Despite his struggles, you still need to play Julio, of course, against a struggling Panthers secondary that has, has really been up and down this season. Uh, they, they do have some playmakers in that secondary, but you still play Julio. Calvin Ridley lit this team up a few weeks back, so I still like Calvin Ridley today. Even with Austin Hooper coming back, uh, which could take some targets away from Ridley, I think Ridley's still going to be heavily involved. I'm trying to find a way to get him into one of my playoff matchups. Um, And Austin Hooper, even coming back off the injury, you have to put him in your lineup. He was the number one tight end in fantasy football before he got injured. I haven't actually, I didn't actually look this up before the show. I probably should have. He's probably still a top 10 tight end, even though he just missed a month of football because he was that much better than everybody else before he went down. So he has to be in your lineup. Uh, of course, Christian McCaffrey is in your lineup. I, that, that goes without question. Um, I, I don't think much changes for the Panthers offense, even uh, with, with them firing head coach Ron Rivera. 
Um, you know, Ron Rivera was the defensive guy. He wasn't heavily involved in the offensive game planning. I still think they come out and they do what they've been doing. Uh, Falcons defense still makes zero sense. They've been playing a lot better lately. Um, and you shouldn't be playing Kyle Allen in your fantasy playoffs anyways. I think you do still have to play DJ Moore, though, who's been lights out lately, who is who is kind of shaping into a legitimate wide receiver one type of guy. We always knew he had the talent. He's finally starting to show it on a consistent basis with Kyle Allen being up and down. But I still think that DJ Moore needs to be in your lineup today against a a bad Atlanta defense, although they've been playing better. I still don't believe in them. Uh, Curtis Samuel does not belong in your lineup, though. He is just too boomer bust for me to risk playing him in the fantasy postseason when he has been so inconsistent all year long. Uh, no Greg Olson in this in this game today. Uh, I, I don't really want to play Ian Thomas. I, I know you just got to find guys. But like David Njoku was, was activated from IR for the Browns. If he's available, go pick him up. I would much rather play him over Ian Thomas. So... I think you have to have a better option for your fantasy playoff matchup. The Baltimore Ravens at the Buffalo Bills. Of course, you're going to play Lamar Jackson even in a tough matchup. You didn't sit him against the Patriots. You're certainly not going to sit him against the Bills. So so don't get cute. Just put Lamar in your lineup. Uh, I don't really want any Ravens pass catchers this week, though, outside of Mark Andrews. Uh, the Bills have been one of the best defenses in the NFL against opposing tight ends, though, so I don't even really like that. Uh, Hollywood Brown. Super banged up. He's expected to play, but likely going to get trailed by Tredavious White all day long, who's one of the three best cornerbacks in the NFL. So I'm not playing any Ravens wide receiver with the tough matchup. I do still like Mark Ingram, though. I think he's got to be in your lineup. Bill's run defense hasn't been has, has been pretty good lately, but you can still beat them on the ground. Mark Ingram obviously been fantastic all year. You're not going to sit Mark Ingram. Um, on the other side... I don't really like any Bills offensive player. Josh Allen's been very good lately, but he hasn't played a defense the caliber of the Baltimore Ravens defense. You know, since acquiring Marcus Peters, I've talked about this a ton. They got Jimmy Smith back. I know Marlon Humphrey's a little bit banged up, but he's expected to play today. The Ravens defense is elite, and they look like they are a legitimate Super Bowl contender in the AFC. I don't think you can play Josh Allen in your lineup today. I don't really love... Uh, I don't I don't love John Brown. I don't love Cole Beasley. I, I do still kind of like Devin Singletary, despite the Ravens run defense. Still very, very good. Uh they did give they did give up a lot on the ground last week. And they can get beat in that regard. They are not quite as dominant a run unit as they have been in the past. So if I'm going to play anybody for the Bills in this game, it's gonna be Devin Singletary because I think he's still gonna get the volume, which has been pretty consistent lately. And, and he's obviously a good player, but I'm not doing it with a ton of confidence because I think the Ravens are just a, a better football team than the Bills are right now, despite the Bills' fantastic record. The Cincinnati Bengals at the Cleveland Browns. Joe Mixon's got real potential in this game. Cleveland's run defense has been much better lately. They were getting torched early on in the season. They've been a lot better recently. Uh, and But Mixon's come back to life over the last month, uh, he's just getting a ton, ton of volume. I think that means good things for him today. Uh, the Browns have struggled against slot wide receivers all season long, pretty much. You know the 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 back end of their of their cornerback tandem, Denzel Ward, uh, Greedy Williams. They're outside guys. They're both very talented young players. It looks like the the Browns secondary is set up to be very good for the near future. 
but they struggle out of the slot. Tyler Boyd, Boyd runs pretty much all of his routes out of the slot. He's got Andy Dalton back. I have more faith in Andy Dalton as the starting quarterback. I think he's going to find a way to get Tyler Boyd involved. Not really interested in any other Bengals wide receiver or offensive player out of those guys. I'm not playing Tyler Eifert in my postseason matchup. John Ross expected to return, and he showed flashes early on in the season, but I'm still not confident in John Ross probably being matched up with Denzel Ward for most of this game. I'm not playing him in any of my lineups. Um, Nick Chubb, of course, is in your lineup, though. Uh, Chubb been fantastic all year long. Even with Kareem Hunt in the fold, Chubb is still a dominant rusher, and Kareem Hunt going to be highly involved today against the Bengals. Like, they should be able, this Browns backfield should be able to run all over the Cincinnati Bengals today. I mean, the Browns, despite the letdown of a season that they are having right now, they are just a much better, much more talented football team than the Cincinnati Bengals. This should be a good game for everybody on the Cleveland side of the ball. Uh, the Bengals passing defense actually isn't terrible. Uh, so that may make you a little apprehensive about Odell Beckham and Jarvis Landry, but I think you have to put both of them in your lineup. Jarvis has been the real number one. Oh, for the Browns this season, not Odell. Odell's really struggled. But if you manage to get to the playoffs, despite the fact that Odell Beckham has been a massive letdown this season, I think you still got to put him into your lineup. Uh, David Njoku has been activated from injured reserve. He's expected to be involved today. I've added him in multiple leagues, but I don't really want to play him just yet. I, I would rather see what's going to happen, see, see, see how he gets involved in the offense. Um, I don't have Baker this week. He was highly productive against the Bengals last season, so I think that there's going to be opportunity. I think that Baker is a guy that you could possibly stream, but I think we've got some better options out there. Uh, so I, I think it's it's risky to put him in, and I'm not really willing to jeopardize my season on Baker based on his performance throughout the entire year. Uh, Washington at the Green Bay Packers. So Darius Geis still isn't getting enough volume to be a lock in your lineup. I did play AP and Geis in a lineup last week. I won, and I won because of that pretty much because they were both fantastic. The Packers' run defense isn't particularly good, so I think I'm actually willing to play both of them in my lineup again this week. They're going to run, and they're going to run a lot. I'm not starting any Washington's pass catchers. Uh, Dwayne Haskins has just looked like a super underdeveloped rookie who probably shouldn't be starting at this point in his career. And I love Terry, but Terry's just they, they can't throw the ball. They're not they're not a exciting offense. All they can do is run, and I think they're gonna try to do it today against the Packers. I am a little bit worried that they wind up getting down early in this game and they have to abandon the run a little bit. But I still like guys, I still like AP. Uh for the Packers, Aaron Rodgers has been a pretty boomer bust quarterback this year. Uh I'm still playing him this week. Although the Washington pass defense has been pretty good lately and it's been a lot better than it's getting credit for uh Devonte adams is of course in your lineup he's still getting a ton of targets i think alan lazard is a dart throw he had a good touchdown last week roger seems to like him he's got the decent matchup i think they can beat them deep aaron jones has been out snapped by jamal williams recently that's obviously really concerning i don't think you can bench aaron jones who has been brutal for the last month but he's just too explosive he just got too much potential but Jamal Williams right now is the safer play over Aaron Jones. So it's frustrating, but I think you still have to play both of those guys in your lineup. But I would feel safer about playing Jamal Williams over Aaron Jones based on the production that they've both seen recently. Washington also not particularly good against pass catching backs, so that sets up nice for Jamal Williams. Let's get the weather. 
Storm Warnings with Steve. Uh, not a ton of weather updates around the NFL today, but I'm really just focused on the Kansas City Chiefs, New England Patriots. That kicks off at 325. The Arrowhead Pride tailgate with Pete Sweeney and Kent Swanson hits the air right here on 610 Sports Radio at 125, and they will take you right up to kickoff. Uh, should be pretty good today. Pretty good uh, weather day up in New England. It's going to be kind of cold, but doesn't appear to be super windy. There's no chance of rain. Should set up nice for uh, Tom Brady, Patrick Mahomes showdown. I'm uh, I'm pretty excited for that game. We'll get to that here in a little bit, but we need to hit a quick timeout when we get back the Arrowhead Pride Fantasy Locks of the Week. Fantasy Football Sunday with Steven Serta. 610 Sports Radio. I'm wrong quite frequently on this show. A radio.com station. Arrowhead Pride Fantasy Locks of the Week. Pete Sweeney here with your daily fantasy lineup for Sunday, December 8th. At quarterback, I have Vikings Kirk Cousins. I paired him with Stefan Diggs. At running back, James White and Carlos Hyde. At wide receiver, DJ Shark and James Washington. At tight end, Jack Doyle. My flex is running back Aaron Jones. And my defense is the Kansas City Chiefs versus the New England Patriots. Speaking of that game, we will preview it starting at 125 on the Arrowhead Pride tailgate as driven by Aristocrat Motors. We'll talk to you then. Text line 69306. Send me your lineup questions. They are coming in hot and heavy. I have not answered all of them yet. I will try to continue to answer those as fast as I can. So just be patient. Don't freak out if I don't respond right away. I'm also hosting a radio show right now. I will try to help you out as much as I can. I promise I want to help you win your fantasy matchup. I'm trying to help you guys win. If you guys win, then I win. That, that's the way that I look at it. I've got some playoff matchups too. I need I, I, I need I need advice sometimes. But we got a ton of matchups we still have to get to. Uh we're taking you up to 10 o'clock. Jay Binkley is going to be live at Winning Streaks inside Harris Casino from 10 to noon today. He will be joined by former Chiefs linebacker Desmond Moses for the entire show today. So uh, make sure you get out to Winning Streaks. They've, they've always got food specials every Sunday. They've got more TVs than uh, than you'll know what to do with. It's an awesome place to watch games. So make sure you head out there, hang out with Jay Binkley, ha- hang out with Desmond Moses, and just get ready for a fun day of NFL action because uh, we got a lot of action today. Go Line Goat. So Kareem, popularly play, and I uh, – I totally get it, and and I'm putting Kareem Hunt in lineups, of course, because he's been very productive. But Nick Chubb's the more expensive option, but I think Nick Chubb is actually worth it. He's got an incredible matchup against the Cincinnati Bengals today. I think him and Kareem Hunt are both set up for a very, very good fantasy outing. I love both of them. I am willing to put the same way I told you I put Darius Geis and Adrian Peterson in one lineup last week. I am totally fine with putting Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt in the same lineup this week. Loud wrong. Nick Foles was a part of my daily lineup last week that I gave you. Um, He was absolutely awful and got benched for Gardner Minshew, who is now the starter for the rest of the season. Thankfully, prior to kickoff on Sunday morning, after I gave you guys that lineup, I talked myself out of Foles and I put in Carson Wentz, who threw for over 300 yards and had three touchdowns. So it worked out in my favor. Uh... I've got a little bit more faith in my lineup today. All birds. I told you. 
This Jets-Dolphins game is going to be fun. I am all over Ryan Fitzpatrick today. The Jets, so the Jets secondary has been absolutely awful all season long. They also are missing star safety Jamal Adams, who is literally the only talented player in that secondary. Fitzmagic is going to sling it today. I love Ryan Fitzpatrick. I already told you about Nick Chubb. I love Nick Chubb's matchup. I think he's going to have a monster game against the Bengals. I also really like Melvin Gordon going against the Jacksonville Jaguars. The Jags have been getting absolutely torched on the ground. Melvin Gordon, after struggling once he came back from his holdout, has finally returned to form. He's been a very, very consistent, safe option. I like Melvin Gordon a lot today. And I got to pair Devontae Parker with Ryan Fitzpatrick. Um, Devontae Parker has been absolutely lights out. It, it's been... The Dolphins are so weird. They're such a bad football team, but they're actually exciting to watch because Fitzmagic doesn't care. He's just throwing it up, and Devontae Parker's going to get it. I really like Zach Pascal. Uh, He's going to be a popular play today because he's going against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Uh, The Colts really, really need a win uh, to to keep their playoff chances alive. They've been really struggling lately. They've had a ton of injuries. They do have Marlon Mack back. T.Y. Hilton is not playing in this game. No Eric Ebron. I think Zach Pascal against an awful Tampa Bay secondary set up for a very nice game today. I think he's going to be heavily involved. I also really like A.J. Brown. He was a little banged up early in the week, Hit the hit the uh, had a calf injury on the injury report on Thursday, but he was a full participant in practice on Friday. A.J. Brown been a little boomer bust. I like him to boom this week against the Oakland Raiders, their secondary. Also very, very poor. I love A.J. Brown. My tight end, Vance McDonald's been a massive disappointment for fantasy owners. But as always, you start tight ends against the Arizona Cardinals. They are the worst tight end defense in the NFL. I think Vance McDonald has to find a way to get involved with Duck Hodges as the quarterback today. And I still like Darius, guys. I know it's kind of a toss-up because him and AP are still are just splitting work 50-50. But Darius, guys, has the talent. It would appear like we finally saw a glimpse of that. We finally saw a glimpse of the guy that we saw mowing people down at LSU. I think that he's going to have an opportunity to do that to, again today against a poor Green Bay Packers run defense. I like Darius Geis. I also really like the Colts defense against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. You know, Jameis Winston is going to try to throw it all over the field. He seems like at this point, he is just a lock for like 300 yards and two touchdowns, but also like two to three interceptions and maybe a fumble. So I'm banking on all of that with the Colts defense today. I really like them. They are super affordable as well. Let's get to a uh, couple more matchups before we hit a break. The Detroit Lions at the Minnesota Vikings. I feel like you can thank me personally for the Kyle Rudolph revival tour. I've been hard on Kyle. I've been hard on Kyle for multiple seasons now because I, I just viewed him as a massive disappointment based on what he's been expected to be for like the last six years of his career. But he's been incredible over the last month. He keeps catching touchdowns. He's already produced against the Lions earlier this year. Um, I think Kyle Rudolph is is in must-start category. He's been the highest-scoring tight end in fantasy football over the last month, and it's not really that close. I love Kirk Cousins, who's thrown multiple touchdowns in seven of the past eight games. He already did it against the Lions, who are not a particularly good defense. Uh, I love Stephon Diggs. He's been up and down, but I think he will be up today. He had seven catches for 142 yards against them in week seven. Um, and, and and the Lions are just, yeah, they, they've been going downhill since they traded Quandre Diggs. Their secondary has really struggled. Darius Slay 
Still a very, very nice player. Still a very talented player. But he is not quite the shutdown corner that he has been in the past. So I still think that Stefan Diggs is in for a good one. No Adam Thielen today. So that worries me a little bit. But I think Stefan Diggs needs to be in your lineup. Dalvin Cook is expected to play. Had 142 yards and two touchdowns against them earlier this year. Um, I'm a little bit worried about him because he is banged up. He left last week's game because of a chest injury that has been kind of that has been bothering him for uh, a few weeks now. And so, so that's concerning. There, There is worry that, you know, if he's not 100%, maybe Alexander Madison's going to be a little bit more involved. And that thrusts Alexander Madison into potential, you know, flex category that you could put in if you're desperate because he might be involved uh, against a, a, a not great Lions run defense, but they have been much better since Mike Daniels has come back from injury. So I, I think Dalvin Cook still has to be in your lineup. Alexander Madison definitely in consideration too, because if he reaggravates that injury, he could leave the game at any moment. So that does scare me. But so I think you could play both of them today. But Cook, obviously, I mean, if you got to the playoffs, Cook's a, a large part of that. So you have to have Cook in your lineup. Uh, the Vikings secondary is not good this season, and even with David Bluff or Blauf, I, I don't even really know how you say his name. To be completely honest. As the starter, I think you still have to start Marvin Jones and Kenny Galladay. You know, I, I swung and missed on Kenny Galladay last week. I, I told you, I told multiple multiple people to bench him because he's been really inconsistent. And obviously, Kenny Galladay had a monster game. I, I was wrong there. But he still only had four catches. One of those catches was just a 75-yard touchdown, which made his stat line look very, very nice. You know, he's he's very dependent on plays like that when you've got a third-string quarterback throwing you the football. But again, very nice matchup against a poor secondary. I think you still have to play him. Um, it, it's just, it, it's it's a concern for me. Like, if you if you played him last week, you can't, I don't think you can expect that from Kenny Galladay each and every week. Um, and I don't love Bo Scar- Scarborough. Vikings run defense has been very good all season long. They did get run all over by the Seahawks last week, but, I don't think that Bo Scarborough is nearly as talented as that Seahawks running game. So he's going to get volume. So he's a guy that's definitely in consideration, but he's not a guy that I love. He's not somebody I am seeking to get into my lineup. The San Francisco 49ers at the New Orleans Saints. Raheem Mostert obviously blew up last week. Is absolutely fantastic. Against a good defense, too. Uh, The Saints run defense is wonderful. Uh, They've been a top three run unit all season long. It's very, very good. It's hard to predict who's going to be the guy for the San Francisco 49ers on a week-to-week basis in this running game. So I don't really like any of them going against one of the better run defenses in the NFL. You know, Tevin Coleman's been absolutely awful. Mostert got all the work last week because Coleman was not producing in any way and hasn't produced over the last month, really. But Matt Breed is also expected to be back today. So Matt Breed is going to be involved. We know when he's been healthy, he's been involved in the offense in some way. Coleman could still be involved. It's just a straight-up committee for San Francisco going against a very good run defense. I don't like any of it. I don't really want any part of it. So I think that I am just avoiding it. That, that, That backfield just screams, I lose my fantasy playoff matchup because I bank on Raheem Mostert doing what he did last week. And I don't believe that he's going to do that. Uh, Jimmy G, I think, is 
In consideration, though, the, the, Saint, the Saints' pass defense is not particularly good. Marshawn Lattimore, obviously, still a shutdown corner. But everywhere else, they, they've been exploited a little bit. Like, they've struggled in their pass defense a little bit. So I think they're. I don't think they're going to be able to run the ball. I think Jimmy G is going to have to throw. So I don't hate Jimmy G today. George Kittle, still in your lineup no matter what. He's absolutely fantastic. Even missing time, he's still like a top 10 tight end because he's just that good. Uh, Debo Samuel and Emmanuel Sanders worry me. I'd expect Sanders to see a lot of Marshawn Lattimore. Debo Samuel obviously had the touchdown last week, and he's been absolutely fantastic. Um, but the Saints defense is good. Their pass defense can get beat a little bit, but I, I'm a little bit worried to play either one of those guys. Uh, Michael Thomas, of course, in your lineup for the Saints. I really like Alvin Kamara this week, despite his struggles recently. He has topped. He hasn't topped over 100 rushing yards all season long, which is absolutely mind blowing for a guy that was like a lock top four pick in fantasy drafts. Uh, but the Niners' pass defense is absolutely amazing. The way you beat them is on the ground, so I do like Alvin Kamara a lot today. I think he's going to be heavily involved. Uh, I'm avoiding Drew Brees. The Niners are amazing against all pass catchers, including tight ends. Their pass defense, one of the best pass defenses in the NFL, so I think that that means bad things for Drew Brees, even even at home. I, I just don't trust Drew Brees today. Uh, need to hit a quick timeout when we get back. Catch up with uh, Ben Heisler. Fantasy Football Sunday with Steven Serta. Welcome back into Fantasy Football Sunday. As always, every Sunday at 9.30, I am joined by my good friend Ben Heisler. Fantasy Advice with Benny Heist. Brought to you by Response Genius. Visit ResponseGenius.com. Improve your organization's email, digital, and direct marketing results. Heisler, the fantasy playoffs are upon us. Hopefully, we're going to survive in advance today. That would be ideal. And the perfect way to do that is with Bilal Powell on a week 14 start of the playoffs. Boy, it doesn't get any better than this, <laughs> right, Serta? I did. Uh, I added him in a couple of leagues yesterday. I've got some first-round buys. It was really just so nobody else could add him. I have no plans of playing him whatsoever. Yeah. I mean, listen, if you're going to do it, it's an ideal matchup. Uh, if you're playing him on DraftKings, he's going to be super chalked today at only 3,500. Um, you know, this is a guy that had the, the most amount of attempts or uh, most amount of snaps that he's had all year is, seven, is uh, 16. That came a couple weeks ago, and he's also doing it with a pretty bad offensive line. But it is against Miami. The Jets are at home, and they're five and a half point favorites. So if there was ever a time for Bilal Powell to show up, and we've been waiting. For many years, it seems like, for him to finally get that opportunity uh, as a pass-catching back, this is probably the week to be able to have that happen. And I know it's fantasy postseason time, but that game actually has, like, legitimate <laughs> fantasy yeah. implications. Like, I am interested in that game. I'm playing Ryan Fitzpatrick in a couple of daily lineups. I love Devontae Parker today. It's the Jets and the Dolphins. Right. Yeah. Let's, let's all get ramped up and it's no longer, you know, if you're at the sports book, it's no longer at the corner TV. Like this is a smack dab fantasy game. And you're right. Like it's one of those games that has enormous fantasy implications, not necessarily for a team that we were targeting at the beginning of the year, but more of a team, you know, that as the season went on, you started to realize that there was fantasy value across the board with a lot of these guys, Jamison Crowder started off that way for the Jets. Uh, the last few weeks, you know, we've seen Sam Darnold start to come back. Uh, he had three tw consecutive 20-point games before the uh, disappointment against Cincinnati. But uh, he's one of my favorite quarterback plays of the day. And it's also one of the few games this week, Serta, where we've seen the total go up, substantially up. 
Uh, it opened at 43 and a half, and it has since moved up to 46. So not only are the sharp money and the bet- and the betting public expecting this game to be somewhat of a shootout, uh, and again, without Le'Veon Bell, I would imagine that the Jets are probably going to be looking to go downfield a little bit more uh, against Miami's huge herd secondary. Uh, but I think there's so many guys in play, Darnold and Fitzpatrick and Devontae Parker, Robbie Anderson, one of my favorite plays of the day. So uh, there's plenty of options to be able to go through in this game for fantasy value. So the Kansas City Chiefs obviously have a monster game today against the New England Patriots. That's going to be in the second slate of games. Uh, Darwin Thompson is expected to have a role today. Damian Williams not going to play. LaShawn McCoy is expected to get the start, but Darwin Thompson supposedly being worked into the offense. I'm kind of tempted on Darwin Thompson. Just and I've been talking about this all, all week long, and I kind of want to get your take on it. I think that Darwin Thompson, we've seen Andy Reid have success against the Patriots in the past with Kareem Hunt, with Damian Williams in the postseason last year. He's got he's had success with these pass catching backs with these guys that can be explosive and make plays in the, in that part of the game. And I also think that he's had success when Belichick doesn't have a ton of film on players to just figure out how to stop all of them. And so I think all of that works in Darwin Thompson's favor for the Chiefs today. That's a really interesting point, especially the final one about the lack of film and being able to use sort of a secret weapon uh, against the master schemer in Belichick. The only reason that I would probably disagree is that if you couldn't get Darwin Thompson into the blowout win uh, without the running back coach basically having to sneak him in, you know, you heard the conversation over the course of the week where Sandy Reid going, what, what's Thompson doing in there? Uh, and the coach said, no, we're going to give him a run. We're going to give him an opportunity to show what he can do. Um, and Andy Reid was, was pushing back on that, and that was a blowout win. Now you got a matchup with, with key playoff seating on the line against the New England Patriots on the road. Like, is Andy Reid going to be ready to give Darwin Thompson the reins, especially when it comes to pass blocking? Uh, I, I just don't know if his snaps are going to be at the level that you would expect for somebody in the case of Darwin Thompson to be able to give you decent fantasy value today. I, I, I agree with every single point that you just made. It makes sense. He is still the most talented running back on the team. But, like, I, I have a weird feeling that, like, you know, it's going to be this. If everything has been about Andy Reid saving LaShawn McCoy, like he's talked about, like we just want to keep him fresh, we just want to make sure he's okay for the rest of the season. This is where, one of those games where I feel like maybe they give McCoy a little bit more run just because we know that Andy Reid trusts him so much. Yeah, and that could be the case. I mean, Belichick really talked up LaShawn McCoy during the week this week. Like, like yeah. he like he's actually afraid of him and like he's like really game planning to stop LaShawn McCoy. Um, but that so that that is tempting to me and I'm I'm a little worried about that and so I I think I, in my season long leagues I don't think I am doing it but maybe no, in in a in, in a, in a daily can't. lineup like I am kind of interested even against this incredible Patriots defense I'm kind of interested in going for some type of Chiefs stack that may involve Darwin Thompson or like a Patrick Mahomes Tyreek Hill McCole Hardman thing I think I'm avoiding Travis Kelsey though that's interesting. I, I feel like Kelsey would probably be the safer option, but I, I get the decision to go uh, with the Chiefs stack. Because here's the thing. Like the last several times these two teams have played, it, it's hit the over. Like These guys go back and forth. And I know the first half wasn't necessarily in that AFC championship game, the offensive juggernaut that we were expected to see. Uh, but there's still plenty of, of firepower in this Kansas City Chiefs offense. And I know the Patriots defense has been really good all year, but – when you have playmaking quarterbacks and Deshaun Watson and 
Uh, Lamar Jackson carving you up. That's not to say that the Pat Mahomes can't do that as well, especially as he starts to get healthier from uh, the dislocated knee uh, and the ankle situation. And there's so much speed on this Kansas City team that even against Stephon Gilmore, you know, McCole Hartman can break one free. Tyree Hill can, can go the distance. Um, the thing is, if you're going to stack Kansas City, that means you're going to want to run it back with somebody. And we've seen Julian Edelman time and time again just destroy the Chiefs in the middle of the field. I know that their defense, especially on the passing side, has improved from a season ago. Uh, but I think Julian Edelman is probably the ideal guy to run it back with. Uh, unless you think James White just goes ham uh, against the struggling Kansas City run defense. But I, I, I agree with you. I think on Mahomes, uh, if you wanted to incorporate Darwin Thompson, I don't know if I have the, the stones to do it. Uh, but if you're looking for a chief stack and you want somebody to run it back with, I think Julian Edelman is absolutely in play. Yeah, and I, I love Edelman and White today, too, as possible options. With Kelsey, I'm just afraid that we're going to get a lot of Gilmore just lining up on Kelsey just to completely freeze him out of the game. And then Tyreek Hill, they're just going to double-team him all day. But Tyreek has had a lot of success against his Patriots team in the past. I think he's going to find a way to get involved today. Yeah, I, I, again, there, there's you, you kind of have to choose one and, and hope that it ends up just being the right call. Um, I, I just feel like over the course of this year, we haven't seen a, a massive Hill-Kelsey game together. Uh, and, and so I think especially against the Patriots defense, it's been so good and so consistent all year. Uh, it's hard to pick one. I, I feel like with Hill, you're go, always going for the home run play, and so that part makes sense. But uh, certainly Kelsey, I think they're going to target him probably upwards of nine, of nine, of nine to ten targets today. The San Francisco 49ers backfield has been one of the – Better running games in the NFL over the in the course of the season. Uh, Tevin Coleman has been awful lately, though. And then Raheem Mostert all of a sudden just dominated last week. Matt Breida is expected to return this week. Is there anybody in that 49ers backfield that you feel confident in putting in your fantasy postseason matchup? Probably not, just because especially they're on the road against New Orleans. The Saints have been really, really good at just stopping the run and, and being really consistent on that side of the ball. Uh, it's just, it's also back to back uh, West coast to uh, not necessarily East coast travel, but West coast to, to central travel back to back weeks uh, from a West coast team and having to come out East is always a little bit difficult. Um, I, I suppose if I had to, you're doing the gun to my head, which one would I pick? Uh, I'd like the fact that Moster was getting a lot of the goal line work. Normally that was something that we had seen for Tevin Coleman. Uh, and he was terrific against Baltimore last week, too, with 146 yards, 19 attempts, and a, a rushing touchdown back-to-back -to -back weeks with a rushing touchdown as well. So I, I just think that Kyle Shanahan is going to incorporate all these guys in, try and find which one has the better matchup, which one has the hot hand, uh, and incorporate play action with Garoppolo to try and move the ball in the Saints defense. So I, I want nothing to do with any of these guys this week. I just don't like the matchup for any of them. Yeah, it feels like... Any of those guys or guys that you're going to put in banking on, well, it's a Kyle Shanahan running back. They're going to get volume. They're going to get opportunity. And then none of them accomplish anything, and you wind up losing your playoff matchup. Exactly. Yeah, it just doesn't seem to work out. Although I will say on the other side of the ball, I think a lot of people might be afraid in daily to play Alvin Kamara this week, and I think that's an absolute mistake. Um, he's only 7000 bucks. Uh, they're going to need him in the passing game. Like, I could see Alvin Kamara getting upwards of seven to nine targets today to go along with 15 rushing attempts. So I know it's the San Francisco Giants or San Francisco 49ers defense uh, is really, really impressive, but that's just too good of a value today for Kamara.
What are some of your other favorite sleepers for this week? Uh, let's go right back to the game that we were talking about, the New York Jets and Miami Dolphins. I think this is an ideal game for a game stack. Uh, of the two quarterbacks, though, I prefer Darnold over Fitzpatrick today. I think Darnold, again, we talked about the three consecutive games of 20-plus points. Uh, Miami, you can just absolutely uh, just shut down uh, and be able to just expose their corners when it comes to deep routes. So I'm pairing Darnold with Robbie Anderson today. Uh, and then I think a lot of people are sleeping on Devontae Freeman, and that's a mistake considering how atrocious Carolina's uh, run defense has been. Like cost Ron Rivera his job, amongst other things. Um, I know that uh, Carolina might be playing for a new coach. and Maybe they might be a little bit more motivated. But when you give up 100-plus yards to Darius Geis and almost 100 yards to Adrian Peterson and you get shellacked by the Washington football team in your home building, I think this is an ideal, ideal spot for Devontae Freeman to have a really nice game today. Follow him on Twitter, at Benny Heiss. He's got tons of fantastic fantasy content, and he can help you survive in advance in your fantasy playoffs. We'll catch up with you next week, Ben. All right, sir, to be good, my friend. Over the top. I absolutely love Devontae Parker. I, I, like everybody else, I moved on from Parker. I loved him coming out of college. I thought he was a talented player. I acquired him a couple of years ago. And in a couple of dynasty leagues, I went out of my way to get him because this is a guy that's got the physical tools of, like, A.J. Green, and I thought he was ready to finally break out, and he's been absolutely awful. Well, this season, he's been fantastic. All it took was him getting Fitzmagic and having a quarterback who does not care, who is not afraid to throw four interceptions in a game as long as it means he throws for 400 yards and three touchdowns. Devontae Parker's been absolutely fantastic this season, The the one, one of the few bright spots for an awful Miami Dolphins team. And today he gets a Jets secondary that doesn't even have its best player in Jamal Adams. I love Devontae Parker today. He's locked into multiple lineups for me right now. Uh, We need a quick timeout. When we get back, we'll run through some more matchups. And uh, we'll give you our uh, top off player of the week. Fantasy Football Sunday with Steven Serta. Text line 69306. Send me in your lineup questions. I will try to answer those before we get out of here in a few minutes. Uh, Jay Binkley immediately following me. He is live at winning streaks inside Harris Casino. He will be joined by uh, former Chief Desmond Moses from 10 to noon. He'll be down there. I'm sure the guys will uh, maybe have a couple drinks, get ready for uh, some, some NFL action. So make sure you head down there. Uh, they've got a fantastic beer selection. They've got tons of food specials. It's a uh, it's one of the better places to watch football on a Sunday here in Kansas City. That's winning streaks inside Harris Casino. Uh, but we still got a ton of matchups to get to, so let's just let's just get it done. Let's do this. Top off player of the week. I'm not picking one individual this week. Instead, I'm picking a chief stack that I will be playing in a daily lineup. I know it's the Patriots, but I think I, I think they've slogged through this entire season to get to this game. I think they figure it out. I'm still apprehensive about playing Travis Kelsey because Belichick has always shut him down, and there's a chance that he could just see Stephon Gilmore in this game while they tried to double Tyreek Hill. But I still think that I want to stack Patrick Mahomes, Tyreek Hill, and maybe McCole Hardman. I would consider Darwin Thompson. I could talk myself into that. I'm not doing that in my season-long playoff. But 
Tyreek Hill, Patrick Mahomes, McCole Hardman. I could easily talk myself into that in my daily lineup today. Soft hands catch. Third down, lock looking end zone for Sutton. And the diving attempt, did he get it? Touchdown! What a catch! The first NFL touchdown for Drew Locke. Cortland Sutton is an ascending star in fantasy football, and it hasn't mattered who's throwing him the ball all season long, whether that's uh, Joe Flacco, Drew Locke, whatever that other guy's name was that was throwing him the football for a couple of weeks. I don't even remember at this point. Drew Locke, he, he looked all right. He, he, he gave, he, there was some intrigue behind the way that he played. Obviously, he looks like a very raw rookie prospect still. But his ability to stretch the field, we know he's got a big arm from his days at Mizzou. Uh, for a guy like Cortland Sutton, as we move into the postseason, I love Cortland Sutton, and I love him for the fantasy playoffs. He's got some decent matchups, and I hope that he continues to find that chemistry with his new quarterback, Drew Locke, and hopefully he continues to progress as we kind of wind things down in the NFL regular season. Cortland Sutton, absolute star in the making. The Miami Dolphins at the New York Jets. I've talked it up all show. I, I mean, I'm not going to play Sam Darnold, though he will be a very popular daily play today. Say, I just don't trust Sam. He's burned me too many times this season. He already played the Dolphins once this year and was awful against them. I don't think that's going to happen today. I think he's going to have a chance to produce even after being brutal against the Cincinnati Bengals last week. He did have three consecutive very good fantasy outings. I'm not putting Sam Darnold in my fantasy lineup, but I think that you can consider him. Uh, Le'Veon Bell has been ruled out. Bilal Powell uh, can be an add and play this week as the Dolphins are a horrible run defense. I've added him in multiple leagues, although I do have a buy in one league, and I'm just, it was more so nobody else could pick him up and play him in case this Le'Veon Bell thing goes for more than one week. But I, it's an illness, really, not an injury. Like the Jets are just mailing it in at the end of the season. So Le'Veon Bell might be back. It, this isn't something that he might miss the rest of the season because of or anything like that. Uh, I do like Robbie Anderson, and I like Jamison Crowder uh, with a favorable matchup, even though I don't trust Sam Darnold. I still think both of those guys are worthy of putting in your lineups today. And I love Fitzmagic. I love him. I'm dead serious about starting him in a fantasy playoff matchup. Jets aren't likely to have Jamal Adams. He's not expected to play in this game. And he's the only real player in that secondary that you're scared of. I absolutely love Devontae Parker this week. He's getting so much volume, and he's got an incredible matchup. I think Devontae Parker has to be in your lineup. I've got him in multiple lineups. Jets have allowed eight wide receiver touchdowns over the last month. And I like Mike Jasicki as well, who had a big game against – he had a big game last week. He also had a big game against the Jets a couple of weeks ago. So I I, I like both those guys' his plays. I like Fitzmagic. I'm, I'm good on Patrick Laird. I know – he, he was a popular ad this week, but I, I, I don't trust that whatsoever. Not in my fantasy playoff matchup. The Indianapolis Colts at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I'm not willing to risk my playoff life on Peyton Barber or Ronald Jones. Ronald Jones burned us last week. Uh, he, missed, he missed a pass-blocking assignment, so Bruce Arians got mad and just benched him. So Peyton Barber got all of the volume and I think had two touchdowns. Yeah, I'm not messing with that. I'm not playing games with you, Bruce. I'm not I'm not trying to do that this week. Not in the fantasy postseason. 
Uh, Mike Evans and Chris Godwin still need to be in your lineup. Obviously, both elite players. Even in a tough matchup, the Colts' pass defense has struggled a little bit lately. They don't have cornerback Kenny Moore, who is a fantastic player. So I, I do like this matchup for the Bucks, despite on paper it looking like it's it's a it's a tougher game for their passing game. Um, Jameis Winston is still worthy of a start. Colts have been really good against opposing quarterbacks. Again, they don't have Kenny Moore today, and they're a talented defense. But I still like Jameis Winston, who just seems like he is a lock against virtually anybody. Like he might turn the football over four times, but that's not going to kill you if he throws for three fifty and three touchdowns. Uh, I'm not taking a chance on OJ Howard. Uh, I'm not even going to discuss it. Marlon Mack is going to play this week after missing two games with a broken hand. I don't see how you can bench Mack because he's been a workhorse for the Colts. He's been fantastic all season long, but the Bucks run defense has been elite. They have been a fantastic run unit all season long, so it's a very tough matchup. I'm also a little worried that he's not going to get a full workload. Like It is promising that this isn't a knee injury or an ankle injury or something like that, something that could genuinely affect how he runs the football, but there is concern with how he's going to grip and things like that and hold on to the football. Like I would assume that if they approved him to play, they are confident in him being able to hang on to the football, but I'm a little bit worried because last week they went full-blown committee with Hines, Jonathan Williams, and Jordan Wilkins. So I don't think that's going to happen today. I think Mac's going to be super involved in the offense like he should be because he's a very talented player. But, again, it's a tough matchup, so I've got a little bit of pause there. Uh, no T.Y. Hilton. Zach Pascal needs to be in your lineup this week. Tampa Bay secondary is one of the worst secondaries in the NFL. So I actually really like Jacoby Brissett as well. I've got Zach Pascal in multiple daily lineups. Jack Doyle has been really good without Eric Ebron in the lineup. He's not going to go again today. Uh, it's The Bucks are the second-worst team in the league against opposing tight ends, so I really like Jack Doyle. Uh, the Broncos at the Texans. Don't pick up Drew Locke and play him. We don't really need to talk about that all that much. But really all you can hope for is that he continues to target the hell out of Cortland Sutton. Sutton's a star. He scored two touchdowns last week. Texans are bottom five in wide receiver touchdowns on the season. Uh, Noah Fant, I don't believe, belongs in your lineup. He He's shown some promise at times this year, but the Texans have only allowed three tight end touchdowns all season long. Uh, Phil Lindsay does belong in your lineup. Texans run defense was good early in the year. But it's really struggled over the last month. He's, you know, he's actually getting a ton of volume now. Although I believe Royce Freeman outsnapped him last week, but Phil still got all of the running volume. So, so I think he still belongs in your lineup. But Phil, kind of not not having the caliber of season that you were hoping you were going to get from him. Uh, Duke Johnson also out touched Carlos Hyde last week. I don't know if you can read much into that. I don't trust that Duke Johnson will continue to get the work over Hyde because. Uh, Bill O'Brien just does things that I don't believe make sense. And the Broncos have been pretty good against opposing running backs over the season. DeAndre Hopkins still in your lineup, even with the tough matchup. I'm still interested in Will Fuller, who I think I can I think can beat the secondary deep. He's questionable, but he he's likely to play. Uh, Darren Fells did get a touchdown last week. He's just not getting as much volume now. Uh, I don't love him. Broncos are pretty good against opposing tight ends. Uh, but Deshaun Watson still needs to be in your line. Deshaun Watson's one of the reasons you got to the fantasy playoffs. Uh, the Los Angeles Chargers at the Jacksonville Jaguars. Start Melvin Gordon and Austin Eckler this week. Jack's run defense has become one of the worst in the NFL. And Jack's just lost linebacker Miles Jack to injured reserve. I love Melvin Gordon. I love Austin Eckler today. Keenan Allen did score. He's actually got a touchdown in, in back-to-back games. Uh, but he's still not producing at a high rate. Like, early on in the season... 
He looked like he was a bona fide wide receiver. One, since then, he's been very quiet. He has not had big yardage games. He's still getting targets. So, I mean, I think he's still in your lineup in what is a favorable matchup. He's not going to see A.J. Boye coming out of the slot. He's got a favorable matchup. Um, but and, and the Jags' pass defense isn't elite anymore, but it's still serviceable enough I could talk myself out of playing Keenan Allen. Hunter Henry, of course, in your lineup. He's been fantastic. Uh, Mike Williams probably going to see a lot of A.J. Boye, so I don't really love Mike Williams. Uh, and don't play Phillip Rivers. He's he's just struggled all season long. And you know if he made it to the fantasy playoffs, you made it there by not starting Phillip Rivers week in and week out. Uh, Leonard Fournette is in your lineup. He's just getting unreal usage, even in the passing game now. He, he's actually been heavily involved. He's been a PPR machine lately. Uh, I'm not going to play Gardner Minshew against a good Chargers pass defense. And DJ Chark has slowed down. But I still think you have to play him even in a tough matchup. You know, we've seen Casey Hayward, still a fantastic cornerback, but we've seen him struggle at times this season. You know, Cortland Sutton has burned that Chargers defense twice now this year. I think DJ Chark still has the capability of doing that uh, with Gardner Minshew, hopefully continuing to develop and play better. I still like Chark a lot. Uh, and, and the Chargers are a little beatable in the slot. Desmond King has really struggled this season after looking like one of the best slot cornerbacks in the NFL last year. He struggled quite a bit all season long. So I think D.D. Westbrook is definitely in consideration. The Chiefs hit the Patriots. Game of the day. It's the game that everybody's looking for. You're still playing Patrick Mahomes, even in a super, super tough matchup. Pat's defense, absolutely incredible. But And, and they've been dominant. I, I understand the schedule, but Mahomes is still going to be in your lineup. The Pats are... Uh, the Pats are the one exploitable part of their defense is against opposing tight ends. Uh, so Travis is in your lineup, but I don't love Travis Kelsey today. Bill Belichick's always done a good job of shutting him down. I'm still putting Tyreek Hill in. I think you can talk me into Darwin Thompson. You can talk me into McCole Hardman. I'm not playing Sammy Watkins. I don't trust him at all. As far as the Patriots go, Sonny Michelle's been awful, but the Chiefs are bad against opposing running backs. I think you got to give him a look. I think Julian Edelman's in your lineup. I think James White's in your lineup. I don't really trust anybody else. That includes Tom Brady. Thank you, guys. Let's go win some playoff matchups. My guy Jay Binkley coming up next from 10 to 12 at Winning Streaks. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network, from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.